so on the mm -hmm. inside I'm a strong independent gun toting leather wearing people loving liberal woman at heart and that's just that <laughs> <laughs> oh, celebrate her celebrate her every day it's pride season I um, <laughs> was just a touch too young to know what was happening when it was happening and my mom didn't really care about it all that much and seemed uh, uh, it wasn't she wasn't so like active in like politics at the time and so we just kept the windows down and keep it kept singing singing I just said singing cowboy take me away mm -hmm. which you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. isn't that such a mm -hmm. that one like does something to my womb that I'm it's just, just like, something to everyone's womb <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, it not only creates a womb but it warms the womb <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. say that shit woof wait what <laughs> Cheers. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Amateur Intellectuals. My name is Kendall and I'm here with my co-host, Caitlin. Hello. Hey, honey. Sorry we're a little close this morning, um, or evening, or whenever you're listening. Uh, I've got the camera on a tree stump. Um, <laughs> and we're just going to be this close and you can probably see all my pores and all my dirt. But um, this is me being vulnerable, Brene Brown. You so. can see all his secrets. <laughs> yes. If you can see behind me, my face might be too big because we're so we're that close, literally. But I am in an aspen forest, ten thousand feet up, in the Dixie National Forest in Utah right now. It is absolutely stunning. Uh, you go down from this mountain, and it's like Bryce Canyon and Zion. I did both of those last week absolutely insane desert it's just glorious it's just glorious is the perfect word go if you can go if you can't go just fucking go <laughs> it's yeah insane that sounds so beautiful is it, it how's the weather there <laughs> right now okay so like down from the mountain it's already like in the 90s but where i'm right now i would say it's like 65 Ooh. It's brisk. That's balmy for me. I like it. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. Everyone in the rest of the state is suffering, most likely because of their faith. Did you know that Mormons can't drink, smoke? It's four things. It's like drink, smoke, four things that I like to do. Cuss, wear cotton, something like that. Oh, I mean, I knew that they can't drink and I know they can't smoke. Um, uh, no, I can't do I, I mean, that's not, that's not for me. I don't feel like God shone, shone a light on me when he was picking that religion as a thing. Or you. Or me. There, there's just absolutely. He was like, you, 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 oh, skip candle. You, you, skip Caitlin. <laughs> you're not going to make it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, you're not no. going to make it. You're not going to be one of those chosen. No. Mm -hmm. No. Get out of this temple. We have no drinks here. Please. <laughs> I'm hungover, Lord. I am hungover. Um, I so I'm like so interested in it. I like want to know so much more about it. I might. I was named after my dad's best friend. I was named after. Uh, is Mormon, and oh yeah, and so I'm like, I'm Mormon adjacent by proxy. Will somebody please mm -hmm. tell me? Like, I just want the scoop. You know. Mm 
I think I knew a Mormon once. <laughs> That's how close I am. But remember, like, I grew up in a very Christian area. Like, I, I met my first Jew when I was in college. And I think I told you, I asked so many questions on behalf of her people. And she was like, please don't make me a token. I'm like, I'm not. It just not questions because nobody t- taught me anything. Exactly. <laughs> so you believe in God, but not Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Start from the beginning. <laughs> Tell me everything you've ever learned about your faith. But you're kind of saying you want to do the same thing with the Mormons. So exactly. I applaud you. And I exactly. think you should because you are fighting ignorance every day. Trying. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. It's, I want to know more. Tell me about it. Yeah. Tell me about it. Because Zion is like, biblically, Zion is where God lived in Jerusalem, Mount Zion. And then here, <laughs> they believe that the Garden of Eden was here. And so I, I'm like, do they just compute Zion with this Zion? They renamed it. It was some in- long uh. native name. Chakabojash. I mean, I'm, that's probably, shouldn't do that. But it was this long name. And they changed it to Zion because they wanted to attract visitors. And the Mormon leadership believed it was something about bountiful resource something or other. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's familiar to me. Yeah. And also I think Jesus like took a hard left. That's what Stephen Colbert said on his ascension into heaven. He took a hard left (laughs) and came to America on the way up. And then Joseph Smith was the one who said he had tablets. That's right. And then he was like, but I buried him and you can't, you can't see them. And people were like, yeah, yeah, we're totally on board. We want to follow you. Like, can we see too? Like, that sounds amazing. Like, we're on board. You told us, stop digging. You hit gold. Like, we've got it. And then he was like, no, you can't see them. You cannot see them. Oh my. And also I will have a hundred wives, but (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. We make fun of all religions equally. Equally. We respect all religions Absolutely. And therefore, don't respect any. <laughs> right. So don't think that we're picking on you Mormons. We're not. We're not. Mm-mm. Just pick a day. We'll make fun of another one. That's right. But anyway, you that should... is good. You should learn more about it because it is interesting. Totally. Totally interesting. And um, there's a shit ton here. It's like, oh, I just forgot the numbers, but it's insane. It's like Salt Lake City is like 57, 43%, something like that. Uh and then the rest of the state's like 80% Mormon. Oh Mor- it's yeah, it's like uh, hugely uh one one side. I knew Utah was highly Mormon, but I didn't think they were that like uh like dominant in the in the population. So yeah. that's interesting. And like you can you can spot them. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of like That's okay. <laughs> they just they just stand out by the the braids and the and the target dresses that they wear. The women, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, let me get my notes back up. Here they are. So, I'm doing... Because the, the thing's on a stump. So, I'm, like, looking at the camera and the microphone. And then I'm also looking to my left to look at my notes. It's on my knee. So, if this is a different format than usual, just bear with me. Because the stump is only so big. Um, okay. Today, we're going to be talking about something that I am thrilled to talk about. And that is the chicks. Um, my all-time fave. Nostalgia mostly, but like, love them, love them, love them. And uh, we're gonna get into how this uh, came to the front of the mind. But first, the question. What a weird way to say question. The question. 
Um, and I wrote, and this is loaded, and boy, do I mean that shit. Who is your favorite three-person harmony bluegrass country top-selling all-female artist group in the Nielsen <laughs> South Scan era? <laughs> oh, damn. Um, <laughs> Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote, you're goddamn right, it's the chicks. So you got me beat on that yeah. one. Of course it's the chicks. Uh, Cowboy, take me cool. away. Yeah, Lord. Uh, okay, serious <laughs> question. Are you a country music girl? Do you dabble? Who do you love? Who could you go without? Yeah, good, 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 good. I dabble. My sister got me into it because it wasn't very big in my area, like broadly. So like we weren't exposed to it too much, but my sister got me kind of into it. I really like Garth Brooks. I really like the Dixie Chicks. Um, so I'm very fundamentalist. Like I like the very mainstreamy ones because I'm not super informed about a lot of the more abstract ones um like uh brad paisley mm-hmm. jason um, alden i don't know yeah what's yeah. that young one? Ooh, like george ezra um the one that looks that. like a child is he a country singer is or he Ooh, uh, he sings like a man but he looks like uh, a boy <laughs> i do not know what my feelings are feeling yeah i think i know what you're talking about but yeah, anyway, so I, I only know, like, I have a preschool education about country music, but I like what I know. And the Dixie Chicks was one of the albums that I bought when I was little, like, saving mm-hmm. up allowance <clears throat> to to buy a CD. And this, the like, their album was one of them, um, The Chicks. So the chicks, I, yeah, I don't know. Tell me, where do you stand on it? You came from Texas, honey. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that you have a better understanding of... <laughs> country folk music i don't i mean i don't like it um (laughs) so i uh i I talk about this later in this episode but my mom we listened to shania twain the dixie chicks and stacy orico and that that was it and um i don't know i'm the same way about i feel very similarly about shania and the dixie and the chicks i'm like that's peak perfect if like if i have one concert to go to in my life it's one of those and flip a coin Mm -hmm. i I actually don't think flip a coin i think i would go to the chicks concert but um yeah i kind of like shania twain too that's a good one too oh yeah yeah um i like my dad listened to toby keith kind of as a joke i love toby keith um George Jones, my grandfather had in the cars. I listened to a lot of him, but I never did like I never did like the like superstars. I never did George Strait, Garth Brooks, Kenny Chesney. Oh yeah, Kenny Chesney's another one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, somebody could school me on all of that shit and be like, "Well, no, Kenny Chesney's actually this," and I wouldn't know the fucking difference. I'd be like, "Okay." Sure. Um, so no expert in country music am I, but. As you will come to learn if you listen to this episode, the Dixie Chicks no longer, the Chicks, excuse me, no longer, I'm going to do that the whole time and I'm going to stop apologizing right now. It's okay. Like, yeah. Diddy, Puff Daddy, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion, <laughs> right. Dixie Chicks. Except in their case, they're the only ones that actually did it for like a, like, decent reason. For the right reason. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, I really should get it down, but just give me like another year and I'll have it. Um, mm-hmm. I lost my train of thought. Something about something. Anyway, let's go. Um, the drink of the episode. I kind of made this one up just because of like what I have. 
Um, and I just for the first time had a twisted tea. Have you ever had one of those? Mm-mm. You're on a tea kick though, and I like it. It's very summery. Oh shit! Yeah, it is. It's because it's summery. No, it's good. Because it's already ninety degrees around here. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody wants red wine or whatever in the middle of ninety degrees. <laughs> <laughs> next to a creek. Even me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. It's so good, so good. If you next time you're at the store, grab one, and then because you know it's like three percent alcohol or whatever. I think it's actually closer to like six. But um, we have so many. Uh, peach schnapps laying around from season one that I was like, if you oh, put yeah. this peach schnapp in this twisted tea, I bet you it's the shit. So, <gasps> it's like a peach tea. It's like, like a peach a, iced exactly. tea. Doesn't that sound lovely? Yeah. lovely? Actually, that does. It sounds really good. So, um, if you want a glass, get a glass. If you want some ice, get some ice. Empty that bitch and uh, put a one ounce of peach schnapps. Just one. If there's already booze in it. You don't need more than that. Just one ounce of peach schnapps and uh let's get this some bitch rolling um okay so the chicks it's funny to me that here we are in 2021 and the chicks have uh made some slight changes mostly in the nomenclature um and finally after 14 literally literally 14 years of deafening silence um and like Kind of in the same time that Rihanna wasn't making music. Now, Rihanna did, like, in the last 14 years, obviously, she has. But, like, Rihanna's going through this big stretch of not making music. And the chicks went through 14 years. And what the fuck have we been doing for the last 14 years? Mm-hmm. I guess listening to podcasts. Um. <laughs> yeah, the good point. Yeah, that's <laughs> part of it. And you never know. I mean, some of those bands just get in fights or whatever. And then they're like, wait a minute. We forgot that we were making millions of dollars. Maybe we should get back together. Matchbox 20 was like that, too where they went away for a really long time and I really liked Matchbox 20 and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hello. Hi. We're back. Where have you been? I'm an adult now. You missed out on my childhood. I'm trying to think. I know that there's kind of similar beef with Fleetwood but they never, they like tried to get back together and then they just couldn't because of the weird Stevie and what's his name? (laughs) Leslie, the guitar player. Mm Mm-hmm. They had some weird, like, love thing, and they were trying to make it work again, and then it just didn't. Yeah, but, but interestingly, to what I, from what I put together, the Dixie Chicks never really, they never broke up, and it doesn't seem like there was very much turmoil for the 14 years. They were just kind of on a little hiatus. Maybe having children and families and stuff, too. I mean... <laughs> and death threats. Because they're women. <laughs> Maybe, how do you balance it all? I don't. I take my money to the bank, and then I go and have a family, and then when I'm good and ready, I come back. Right. <laughs> when the kids can watch themselves, I'll go make money again. Mommy's going to go away now. That's right. Hmm. So, it's particularly funny to me. I was just at a new friend's house. You wouldn't believe this, Caitlin. Um, I made a new friend, and she's a Republican. Oh, my God. And <gasps> I know. How did that happen? Isolation. <laughs> you miss <people>, <laughs> Yeah, you can say the craziest <laughs> shit now, and I'll just be like, wow, I agree with you. Tell uh, me about more of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I walked in, and there was a painting. I can't. There was a painting above the uh, dining room table of uh, Ronald Reagan, H.W.W. Lincoln, and somebody else all sitting around a poker card game. And it was like above the, the dining room. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Oh, and Trump was in okay. it. Okay. 
No, he wasn't. Okay. I have asked for that exact picture, but Trump is in it for Christmas as a puzzle because there's a puzzle of it because I want it ironically. It's all the Republicans Republicans. sitting around together playing poker or whatever. And I was like, I need this in my life. Yeah. Right next to Jesus riding a unicorn. I need both absurdities in my life. (laughs) Because I have balance somewhere in there. There's normal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't, uh, circumstance. It was circumstantial. But then I, like, really grew to, like, I have a fondness for her. And, um, I mean, she can think I'm as crazy as I think that she is. And that's just fine with me. And, um. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about the chicks. We were talking about, you know, you just, like, like, pop up and how do you feel about uh, Judge Janine? How do you feel about Megan McCain? How do you feel about, you just throw names at her. I love them. I hate them. The fucking bitch. The fucking, you know, all that. So, uh, the chicks came up. And it's 2021. And she still has beef with the chicks. And I'm like, that was fucking a long, long, long time ago. And like, Mm -hmm. do you even know what happened? I don't know what happened. So what happened? And she tells me, uh, oh, just shit faced. I loved it. So, I mean, I was shit faced too. Um, (laughs) She was like, well, uh, well, they they went to London and they disrespected Bush. And I just think, I just think that's so un-American, unpatriotic. I hate it. And I was like, okay, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to do some of my own. I'm digging on that, and then I'll get back to you. So here the fuck we are. Um, Meanwhile, when you criticize Obama or Biden, it's just not Literally. <laughs> but it's fine. Listen, we pick on Republicans a lot on this podcast, but Kendall is doing exactly what we preach here, is like, get to know people who are not you, talk to them and have conversations. We do endorse this. We just will be snarky about it. <laughs> that is just who we are with everyone, as I said. Yeah. So anyway, disclaimer over. <laughs> yeah. And if you heard, like, if, if I would get on a mic and talk about my political views, like, you you would think that I was just as, as extreme as she is on the other side. And, like, that's fine. That Get on my... It is fine. Mention me on Twitter and, like, blow my ass up. That's fine. I don't have service most of the time. So, fuck it. Um, yep. Let's break bread and argue with each other about stuff. Yes. But in, like, a loving way. But, like, in, in a, a fun way. way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's have exactly. a good time. I love it. Um... Okay, so that's the... I said that earlier. My mother raised me on the chick, Shania Twain, Stacey, Rico. So, on the mm-hmm. inside, I'm a strong, independent, gun-toting, leather-wearing, people-loving, liberal woman at heart. And that's just that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yay! Celebrate her. Celebrate her every day. It's pride season. I, um... <laughs> Was just a touch too young to know what was happening when it was happening. And my mom didn't really care about it all that much and seemed, uh, uh, it wasn't, she wasn't so like active in like politics at the time. And so we just kept the windows down and keep, it kept singing, singing. I just said singing. Cowboy Take Me Away, mm-hmm. which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Isn't that such a, mm-hmm. that one like does something to my womb. That I'm it just does like, something to everyone's womb. Like, <laughs> like, it not only creates a womb, but it warms the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Keeps it nice and warm. <laughs> 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 
Okay, so we're going to get into some history for some context. And that's going to be the bulk of this episode. Because after I did that, I was like, fast facts on the chicks. And it's like everything that I mentioned in this. So, um, this is about seven paragraphs-ish. And I think that there's some interesting stuff in here. So, let's do it. The Dixie Chicks started with two sisters in 1989 in Dallas. The Irwin sisters, who are still in the band and two others who are not, started a bluegrass and country group. So the two behind Natalie, so you have Natalie, who's the singer, the main singer, and then the two <laughs> behind her, or next to her, wherever, are sisters. I didn't do that. I didn't know that. They look a lot alike. They look the a two. lot alike. Yes. Yeah. And they've, like, I think that they've been married and remarried, so, like, they've gone through two names each, so it's, like, four names, four last names between the two of them, so... I'm just going to say one of them is McGuire, one of Natalie Maines is the main one. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even think I talk about the other one. The other one must be quiet. She ain't got no <laughs> she ain't got no quotes and no interviews or nothing. So it's McGuire, <laughs> which is an Irwin sister, and Maines, who is Maine. That's easy yeah. to remember. <clears throat> she looks like Busy Phillips a little bit. The lead singer does. Okay. Do you know who Busy Phillips is, that actress? I do, and I can't place a face, but I know what Natalie looks like, so I'm just picturing Natalie. Um, oh, okay, okay. Busy Phillips. We did this before, and I looked her up. About somebody else, I think. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's in an episode, because you were like... She's on, like, Cougar Town. I don't watch Cougar Town, but she's on Cougar Town. Um, she was on Dawson, Dawson's Creek before this. She's been in movies and stuff. She's pretty funny. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, it's not her, so... <laughs> <laughs> we can't know that for sure. Um, yeah, maybe. They're never in the same room at the same time. Okay, so when the lead singer was replaced twice, the group finally found commercial success when Natalie Maines became the lead in 1998 when There's Your Trouble and Wide Open Spaces debuted. Within the next year, Sony came to Austin to sign them, and in 1998, the Dixie Chicks sold more albums than all other country groups combined. I knew they were popular. I didn't know they were this fucking popular. I remember in the early 2000s it being a big fucking deal. It was huge. I mean, there was... Dixie Chicks, there was Hanson, like, big, big, big deal. And um, everybody was buying, like, their album. I can still picture it. Like, I'm 34 years old, and I can still picture it. It's the three girls walking, Uh like, in profile, and they're walking, like, together in jeans. And, like, that was their first album. It was, like, the Dixie Chicks album. But, I mean, everybody was doing it. Everybody was buying it. And so, I mean, man... They had a ton of high school fans. And then I'm sure the mainstream, like, you'll probably get to this, but I feel like then, because it was country number one, but some of the stuff they were singing about, kind of folksy, led itself to, like, a very right-wing conservative um, fan base. Right. But I think they kept some liberal ones, too, for sure, because they were too big <clears throat> to just be conservative uh, following, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were... Well, I don't want to... I'm going to bury my lead if I do that. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get into that. So, in 1999, the group released Fly. And this is the album with Cowboy Take Me Away, Sin Wagon, and Goodbye Earl. Yeah, Uh, also a good movie, or a good song about murder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, that's funny you mentioned that. So, by this time, 
the group had solidified national attention, no longer wearing the country garment gear of the band of the past, wearing a more contemporary clothing style, and writing or co-writing more than half of their songs. And an interesting tidbit here, their controversial lyrics in Sin Wagon, which mention mattress dancing, and Goodbye <laughs> Earl, a black comedy about killing an abusive husband, were worrisome content for their producer, Sony, and they didn't want them to talk about it in interviews. And later in an interview, Maine said that they were um, more comfortable, Sony was more comfortable with them making jokes about the murder song than the mattress dancing song. Which is, mm. I think, like a good sign of the times. Like, you can understand, like, it, it takes you back. This was to 1999. You know, this is 1998, yeah. so, like, culturally, we were in a different place. You know, um, Miley Cyrus can't stop, won't stop, hadn't happened yet. Robin Thicke haven't, hadn't happened yet. Hmm. I have thoughts on this, because 1991, I just looked it up as soon as you said it, Garth Brooks released Papa Loved Mama, which is about a domestic abuse slash murder song oh. with kids involved from the kids perspective about papa loved mama mama loved men Oof. and then he murders her and that was okay that was acceptable to release in 1991 but the 91. women singers can't sing about murder well you said that they started in 1998 when uh as one like the group that they are now so we're talking ten seven to ten years after that it's okay for a man to sing about haha murder mm -hmm. but women can't but and women even can't. worse women talking about sex right. singing about sex they were singing men's songs i mean they were singing men's tones like you know what i mean picking narratives that men country singers sang right and the public or the producers were getting nervous about it shut up shut up shut men. the hell up shut up all you straight men shut up <laughs> yeah exactly and i think that that's i hope by the end of this episode i've uh revealed a pattern of defiance and good protest like they're they're very um it's very much in their culture to do exactly what you're saying to to to, to see that and be like well we're gonna do the same thing and you can shit on bricks i don't care yeah. Um, watch our people buy it. Watch all of our fans buy it. Literally. And then there's this huge uh-oh in the incident where people don't. And so it's like this weird, and we're going to get into that, how that, in my opinion, was the first example of contemporary cancel culture. And guess who fucking invented it? It was the fucking conservative fans. So Fox News can go eat a dick. <clears throat> yeah. But if you're a Republican call. and you're listening, we said we have space for you. We love you and respect you. <laughs> <laughs> We're just playing, but also, like, we're not wrong. But listen, we love you, too. You love uh, us, we love you. <laughs> yeah, no, interesting point. Okay, I, you've got me. I'm captivated. Okay. I, I am very interested in this. Well, here we go. Next page. Around 2000. So all of this is in the span of two years, mind you. And I didn't really do a good job. So the band started, the two sisters started a band with the lead singer in like 1990. And it was the, the Dixie Chicks. And it was like super country, super folksy, super not working. So then they had a, they mm -hmm. replaced that singer with somebody else. And then same thing happened there. And then Mains comes along. So they had existed for like eight years. But then when Natalie comes along, who was the daughter of some like famous guitar player, um, McGuire. Ooh. 
I can't remember his name. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Um, when she steps on the stage, then it's like almost immediately 1998. There's uh, wide open spaces, and then in 1999 there's Fly, and so they just go from nothing to massive in two years. <clears throat> mm-hmm. In 2000, the Chicks filed an accounting fraud lawsuit against Sony, claiming they had kept four million dollars from them and joined the ranks of Le- Leanne Rimes, Courtney Love, and Amy Mann in suing Sony. Get it. Yes. If cool. they're if they're stealing from them, get it. Get your get fucking it. money. Dave get your Chappelle. money. Um, mm. They settled privately and got their own label under Sony shortly thereafter. In 2002, the chicks were back in Texas, married and planning families, and they independently produced independently produced Home, a more pensive and ballad-packed album that fell somewhat short of their other hit albums, but still claiming a Billboard Top Charts number two for a long time gone. A song mm-hmm. on the way that country radio was leaving out the soulful voices of Hank Williams, Johnny Cash, and Merle Haggard. Okay. So they were trying something on. They were trying something on. Yeah. You know, getting a little more, getting a little more contemplative, thinking about stuff. Right. And like they were already slowing down. Yeah. So, White Open Space is is Fly, and then a couple years later, I think like two thousand and two is Home. Um. And so they've just seen massive success, and then Home was a little bit less, but still massive. Um. And then here we go. Here we come up on the incident. In March, on March 10th, 2003, the first stop, the first stop in a world tour was in, <laughs> was in London. And in opening the show. They're like the second they left the border. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fuck Donald Trump. Fuck this. Fuck. Yeah. One foot, one foot off the plane. And they're like, I got something to say. <laughs> The first, the first, unbelievable. Uh, in London, opening show, they opened the song with Traveling Soldier and mentioned that they did not support the Allied invasion of Iraq and were ashamed that George Bush is from Texas. Interestingly, they didn't know how big a deal that was. They just went on with the show, nothing that was different about mm-hmm. anything. And then I think it was like two days later, their manager was in their hotel room trying to draft an apology. And that's when it kind of hit them that like, oh shit, something is happening. Um, thousands. Yeah. It's a real, sorry, really quick. It's a fine line between protesting what you believe in when you are also getting paid by the masses that you've attracted that maybe aren't entirely your demographic. Where do you find your own personal truth? but also get that paycheck. I mean, it, it's it's hard to ride that line. And I think maybe they felt like, especially to British audiences, like, you know, they're like, we, we don't care. You talked about your president. I don't give a shit. Just play your music. Yay. Right. So they didn't know because they weren't in an audience of Americans, let alone their own demographic that tends to be conservative, you know, Bible baiting. You know, uh, uh, American flag hugging Americans. Yeah. Which, so their fan base was so large that I'm not willing to say, guess, to guess, that it was even, I think that it was close to probably around 50-50. Like, I think that, uh, and this is a time when things were much less polarized and we weren't picking sides as much and... Um, mm-hmm. 
they I was reading a Texas Monthly article and they were talking about how it was interesting because you could go to a concert and you would look out in the sea of women and young girls singing every single lyric and then you would also see half of the crowd was men dancing in the aisles too like it was just mm-hmm. everyone uh, from every angle loved them and mm-hmm. <clears throat> this they call it the incident this incident really siphoned off sectioned off the fan base it was like this you draw your line here and you either love the chicks and you, or you still don't or you or, or otherwise and mm-hmm. i mean they still we're gonna get into that but like they we're what, what year was that was that 2001 2003 2003. So you're thinking 9-11 just happened two years ago or a year and a half ago. You've got even liberals that are feeling pretty much on board. I mean, not, not, not everybody, obviously. And that does not all encompass everybody that wanted to go to war in Iraq. But you had this huge unifying thing that happened in 2001 that a lot of people were like, oh my God, we have to get the guys who did this. And then it, it really propelled a lot of sentiment in that direction, even though a lot of liberals weren't necessarily on the same page. So I, I could see hypothetically, even the Republicans and some big liberals just kind of going with the flow and being like, wait a minute, you hate America. Like we just got attacked. Like, right. <laughs> what, obviously you hate America because if you're saying that you don't like what George Bush is doing to retaliate against these people who hurt America, then you must hate America. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I I don't. I I can't see it in my notes right here. I just I, I don't think that I took it out. But I'm gonna come back on this, I guess. Um, and okay. I'll skip it whenever I do. But the that's true. I see it. But I I remember it a little bit differently. And I was like, I was ten. Yeah, I was ten in 2003. So, however I remember, it might be way the fuck off base. But. I, the Allied invasion of Iraq, I take different than retaliation for 9-11. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. I just think the masses, the masses the then general didn't person know. didn't get the difference. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so. But you're right. I mean, you're correct. Um, there's this interesting thing about Toby Keith. And I, if I don't remind me, I, I know it's in my notes. So I'm going to come up on it later. I'm going to get through this so mm-hmm. I don't miss anything. Um, at this point, so after they say that, thousands of country radio stations blacklisted the band. They were shunned from the American Country Music Awards and could not find any support from other stars. Oh my God, don't bite me. There's carpenter ants everywhere. Couldn't find any support from the big stars within the industry. Maines did, this is Natalie Maines, she did issue an apology saying that she was disrespectful to Bush, but in 2006, <laughs> rescinded that apology saying that Bush was not deserving of respect. Work. Oh. <laughs> oh. McGuire, one of the original Irwin sisters, said later that year um, that after they said that, when they so they're shunned from the ACM, the Country Music Awards, they won three Grammys, and she says we won three Grammys against stiffer competition, and that now we consider themselves themselves a part of the larger rock and roll family. So, they just kind of were forced out of a genre that kind of wasn't. I mean, they're twangy, 
and I guess it's country, but I can see it fitting in rock just fine. Rock and roll just fine. I, I like it's like Tina Turner. Yeah. It's rock. And it's you could confuse it for soul pop sometimes, but it's more rock. Um uh this is just an interesting little tidbit to give us some levity, even though it's not that funny. In 2005, Maguire, Strayer, and Mains, that's the other one's name, Strayer, uh, joined with 31 other recording artists, including Dolly Parton, Christina Aguilera, Yoko Ono, and Mandy, Mandy Moore, supporting relationships of all kinds, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity, on a two-disc release called Love Rocks, with their song from the album Home called I Believe in Love. So, like, even when they're in the fucking shit can from country music industry they're singing about gay marriage and yeah uh, I think that's a real beginning too Kendall about like singers not the beginning but one of one of the big things that started this revolution of like singers and actors becoming activists I think it was more like before it was about shut up and just and do dribble. your job like shut you don't up and care Remember, there's proof in that even with like gay actors and stuff that had to get married. The, the the studios would give them a wife. They would give them a female. Yeah. And say like, this is going to be your wife now. And they're like, okay, like it's for my career. Like it sounds good. Um, so that control and that silencing ending. Because like, remember, sorry, this just keeps reminding me. So before I forget, Jane Fonda, um, yeah. the oh, actor. Yeah. yeah she was an activist of the Vietnam War, yeah. like a like a pacifist or like a anti-war thing and i remember for generations like the sentiment toward her and any movie she was in anything she ever touched was like she's a traitor yep and it's like Hannah eh, okay and i remember like my dad was like totally that sentiment and i'm like okay calm down calm down like i'm not here to be politically swayed by her like that's not what i'm here for i'm just here to watch nine a to five with freaking Dolly Parton. Movie. Like, yeah exactly yeah like calm down like everyone will be okay lily tomlin will even it out <laughs> like, <laughs> right <laughs> but anyway i'm like yeah. calm down but that that feeling that same exact whatever that is is definitely what was happening with the dixie <clears> chicks there was this like you say cancel culture that was like anything they touched was like don't buy their records don't go to their concerts don't listen to what they have to say because they're not sitting down and singing their songs like we want them to do exactly it's it's laura ingram shut up and dribble lebron it's yeah um exactly right here's the the thing is coming up about toby keith with this just really blows my mind and pisses me off um and it's on the same topic. I'm going to have to get through a couple sentences to get to it, though. Three years mm-hmm. later, the Chicks released the single Not Ready to Make Nice. A fabulous yep. song. Love it. Uh, Loved it then. Love it now. Absolutely. Yep. It, I, <laughs> the last time I listened to it, I cried. I think it was just I was emotional anyway. But I was that it felt so good. Um, ahead mm-hmm. of their upcoming album, they considered the song therapy and felt free to create more music after addressing, quote, the incident. McGuire commented that I'd rather have a smaller, a smaller following of really cool people who get it, who grow with us as we grow and are fans for life, than people who have us in their five-disc changer with Reba McIntyre and Toby Keith. We don't want those kinds of fans. They limit what you can do. Uh, both Not Ready to Make Nice and the second single Everybody Knows were largely ignored by U.S. country radio and failed to penetrate the top 35 
of the Hot Country Songs chart. In 2000, June in 2006, Emily Strayer noted that the lack of support from other country music performers um, by saying, a lot of artists cashed in on being against what we said or what we stood for because that was promoting their career, which is a horrible thing to do. A lot of pandering started going on and you'd see soldiers in the American flag in every video. It became a sickening display of ultra patriotism. Mains commented, the entire country may disagree with me, but I don't understand the necessity for patriotism. Why do you have to be a patriot? About what? This land is our land. Why? You can't, you can like where you live and like your life, but as for loving the whole country, I don't see why people care about patriotism. Which, I've said that shit for so long, not knowing that she said that. Like, it's just all starting to make sense the the apology the recension of the apology that i don't understand why you people are so mad and i don't really give a fuck i would rather have people who like me and my opinions listen to my music than uh, fight with you guys mm-hmm. um son of a bitch where is it i want to make sure maybe i didn't there it is okay um in 2006 taking the long way was the ninth best-selling album. Did I skip a page? No. Okay. Uh, In 2006, Taking the Long Way was the ninth best-selling. This is the one that came. So they released Not Ready to Make Nice ahead of the album. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was the ninth best-selling album in the States. And one, listen to this shit, won a Grammy for all five categories it was nominated in. (laughs) (laughs) So, kicked out of American Country Music Award Show. When three Grammys that year and then t- four years later win every five in every category that you're nominated in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this... they're, they're not trying they're not trying to dominate or tell anybody else that they're wrong. They're just saying there's room for us too and we're even willing to take a smaller slice of the pie. Right. We just want to be authentic. And this, 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 this I think is that resonated are. with people. Yeah. Exactly. And they were and this is kind of what like like award shows do. And they like award the um, person standing on the platform using it, but um, I don't like that point. I was about to make a point about how it's kind of like a makeup call. Like, oh well, you got kicked out of that. We'll 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 give you points over here so you can tell them to where to shove it. And growing up in Texas, really quick, growing up in Texas, were you like? Did the did the Confederate flag mean something different growing up? Like, this is our pride. Like, we're from the South. No. It didn't? No. We, I mean, it It did to, uh, like, dumbasses that lived around me. But, like, Texas wasn't a part of it. Mm-hmm. And it's so bizarre. Now, very close. Very, very close. And, like, Texans were involved. But they weren't Texans yet. Like, n- not involved in the state. They wanted to fuck off and start their own country. I remember. <laughs> they were like, "We're not yeah. in this." Like, guys, kill each we, other. We don't fucking. We'll take yeah, all the exactly. land, you guys, and what walk over your corpses. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like the 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 culture, like so, like the Pine Curtain. East Texas is the Pine Curtain, mm-hmm. and from that line, and like you can literally see it. Like when I was would I drive from TCU to home and. East Texas, you could you would see it on the road like oh that's where the pine trees start and from that line all the way to the uh, east coast of Florida it's the same. Oh. Uh, so that those trees protect that type of culture that Southern Dixie 
um, Confederate love and whatever cultures, all in those woods. I didn't know that. And That's good to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, yeah, like, was it on, like, my high school best friend's truck? Absolutely. Did he know why? No. And, like, mm -hmm. it's they thought it had something to do with, like, our heritage. And my grandmother said some stupid shit about it, meaning something about our heritage. And I got in her face about it. And we haven't spoken in 10 years. Um, but when I was passing through Arizona, they had stickers of the Confederate flag for sale there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Texas wasn't even involved. What the fuck are you guys out here doing with that shit? Like, it's, it's gross to me. It's like that country singer that like just got canceled for using a racial slur. And then he had more album sales the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I... It's it's a big problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did not from like I didn't do shit like that when I was a kid. But yeah, in 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 those in the southern states, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Just like what it was, what the picture was like there, because we didn't really have that very much at all. And if in Michigan, if somebody, if our friends had that on their car, they'd be known as like the backwater kid or whatever, like the kid from the country, right. versus right. a north and south thing. So I don't know. Yeah. I, again, it's just it's just lost in translation, and a lot of people put it on their stuff and accept that that symbol without really understanding what it means. Or now they do, and they're like, "I disagree," and it's like, "Well, you can't." can't. Like this is history. <laughs> it, like, it is a fact. Yeah, it's factual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah, that's good to know, and it's a good, it's an important message that I think the Dixie Chicks needed to say if they were going to take this stand on activism, and I think that's a completely authentic way to say it. We were teenagers. We grew up in the South. This was the cool thing to say. Like now we understand. We're grown ass women. We don't like it. We're going to change it because we want to be respectful. Right. Exactly. It's fine. Exactly. I, 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 it's fine. And like with my new Republican friend, she was like, I just don't like that they changed their name. And I'm like, fuck, fuck off. Fuck off. Like, why does it matter? Why? It doesn't matter. You don't, you just don't like them because what they said and anything they do from this point on, you're just going to hate. So yeah, that's fine. And they're the artists. Um, they can do whatever they want and they can call themselves whatever they want. They could be the artist hello. formerly known as Prince if they want to be like anything yeah. you want. You yeah. are the creator of the art that people are buying. So you can call yourself whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> okay. So wrapping up kind of i'll fly through this um so that's the history of the chicks one uh oh and i already mentioned this but i'll just make sure i didn't miss anything one way i like to think of the incident is really the birthplace of contemporary cancel culture i think that it's funny how conservative media blames liberals for creating cancel culture when after the in incident radio shows received death threats and bomb threats from their listeners just for playing the chicks mm. here's the weird thing on toby keith this fucking freaks me out toby keith would sing uh, his song, Courtesy of the Red White, Cur brought to you courtesy of the... I can't do that, but Red White and Blue. And um, while he was seeing that, he would put a picture up behind him on the screen of Natalie Maines hugging, a photoshopped image of her hugging Saddam Hussein. Okay. Too far. Too far. Too fucking far. Mm -hmm. Like... It's one thing to disagree with a, a fellow artist. It's another thing to attack them in that way that's Actively. bullying if that were high school you'd be it's, called to the principal's office man grow up grow the fuck up and it's like polarizing and it's um violent because you you're all of these people are already setting fire to the memorabilia and and calling in radio stations and and threatening to kill them and Ugh, agitating DJs. yep making it worse not better and this is exactly mm -mm, exactly mm -mm. 
Um, da, 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 da. The chicks were canceled by their conservative fans while the rest of the nation applauded and award their, awarded their courage in speaking out against a now, at least I think now, it is popularly ragged on uh, in the misguided war. Uh, online message boards had to be shut down as conservative, conservative radio talk show hosts encouraged people to burn and trash their CDs and memorabilia. Mm-mm. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just bizarre to me. You know who else burned things? Uh, the Nazis did. You know who else like scratched right. off the name of any existence? The next Pharaoh after like murdering the first Pharaoh. That's, that's not there's room for everybody there's room for everybody calm down like you don't have to agree they did it to nike after the colin kaepernick ad the black lives matter ad they did it to i mean they just they do it over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and and then they scream at us about fucking dr seuss and i just can't i just can't do you think audiences are not biting as much as they used to or do you think that it's the same like do you think that the audiences are evolving in the sense of like let them whatever like it's fine we don't have to like burn their memorabilia or whatever or do you think it's the same Uh, problem like as intense as it was back then yeah i do i i I think that we just have you you have the majority of artists who don't say one way or another Mm -hmm. and then the ones that you do say one way or another you just have it completely uh uh consistent type of fan so like if if they if they're pro conservative then they're gonna have conservative fans Mm. and there won't be any liberals in there or vice versa um surprised to see was it garth brooks at the inauguration Mm -hmm. i think it was Mm -hmm. and he was kind of he was wearing jeans yeah don't get dressed up honey you're (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and meanwhile lady gaga's being like the most dramatic broadway theater queen i love this country (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) fucking ridiculous um interesting though interesting it reminds me remember in veep the the other candidate (laughs) that guy that was the vet he was the veteran and he kept riding the veteran ticket like i'm a veteran and like he's like oh she's i forget there's no direct like joke that i remember but it's like oh guess he's like watch the interview and it's like yeah he's not gonna get through this interview without mentioning that he's a veteran (laughs) or an american hero (laughs) and it's that same thing about like placating to those audiences and saying like i'm a hero i'm a national treasure it's like toby keith is kind of doing the same thing and a lot of country singers are doing the same thing like ah you know again get a beer in my hand my feet in the sand ride a horse and you know carry the flag that was good holy shit yes exactly and like i have said since i was six anyone can do it anyone if you want to be a a music star sing country music it's the easiest it's the easiest thing to sing it's the easiest thing to sing about Mm -hmm. it's just like beer in my hand uh, feet in the sand yeah my dog in my truck and whatever ladies tan i don't know down by the river we could do it all day (laughs) now i think there are some exceptional stars in the industry who are much better than that absolutely miranda lambert fucks me up i love her Mm -hmm. um the chicks obviously shania twain obviously we've talked about but like um i just think it's one of those like this is really uh i don't want to say dumb 
but the majority of male country, I, I just can't even listen to it because it's all just the same shit. Yeah, actually, you reminded me. Carrie Underwood had that keying her boyfriend's car and like smashing in his windows. I That's don't right. think she would have had the comfort to write that song and publish it or, you know, produce it, whatever she did. If the Dixie Chicks hadn't already, now the Chicks, had already forged the path for her in this industry. Right. How would she have yeah. done with that audience? Because she's a bombshell that everybody's like, she's so hot. I bought all her albums. Like, country girl yeah. singing about country things. It's like, nope, she's going to key your car and murder you. So, <laughs> yeah. just like the Nixie and <laughs> And Miranda Lambert had that song, Kerosene. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting now on the sun to say it. Yes, I can't do that. I keep forgetting that I can't do that, but I do love that. So <laughs> I keep forgetting um, that I can't do that. That's me every time I start <laughs> singing something and try to riff it. <laughs> um, no, that's so true. I think maybe the chicks forged the way for a lot of these women to be too. able to sing about real life things. I mean, Dolly Parton certainly did it too, but she was careful. Yeah. She was fucking careful. She was. She really was. And she even fit in well because even though she had some controversial stuff she still was like a barbie and i always wear my heels and i make breakfast for my husband like right there was still that balance where i think it was like wait wait wait, dolly what are you saying here and she's like no no just kidding i'm a country lady and i just wanna exactly she does that Mm -hmm. she does she rides so right brilliantly if i'm honest brilliantly yeah yeah she does she says she never takes off her heels did, I, and I believe her. I think that she wakes up and like she did a thing with RuPaul. I was just was gonna like, say that the interview with RuPaul, where he was so. Did rude. you hear what she said there? He was so sassy to her, and I was like, okay, a little bit. You deserve <laughs> that, RuPaul. I mean, he can take it. She can take it. But like, no. I didn't see it, but I just heard the opposite. I just heard that Dolly said something real like shitty she to Ru, and I, but I live for that because she said Good. something about her heels and her wigs and stuff, and she's like. You take off your wigs. Like, I wear them all the time. This is who I am. <laughs> right. Like, that's the difference. And something. She was like, I would never walk out of the house leaving, like, looking like that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And makeup, yeah. like, talking about makeup. Yeah, you should watch that yeah. interview because it's pretty funny. Yeah. I, after I saw it, I was like, damn, she, Kitty's got claws. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> At 80, whatever the fuck she is. I know. Yeah. I know. Still in it. Um, that's basically what I have. Um, I've got some fast facts, but I kind of already mentioned all these things so far, but here it's just three. Uh, the Dixie, the chicks have a total of 13 Grammys so far. Damn. They have sold over $100 million in concert tickets also so far. And my third one is gone. So <laughs> I wrote this to end. I found this, um, uh, in, uh, in Texas Monthly, I like this description of them by John Spong of Texas Monthly. He says in their, he says that their allure is this, and I think he really nails it, and then I'm going to add something to the end of it so it's not plagiarizing. Um, the thing nobody remembers about the Dixie Chicks is how much fun they were. But back when the 90s were winding down, when the Chicks were making the leap from hot-selling country act to objects of a national crush... The only thing they appeared to take seriously was their music. They were ubiquitous then, a brassy girl group that could outplay, outsing, and outband any band in Nashville with runway model looks in a refreshing, genuine manner. Their image was equal parts strong-willed big sister, free-wheeling college dorm mate, and potty-mouthed flirty girl at the end of the bar. And a combination of that, and that combination drew fans 
of both sexes and all ages and then soaked up more listeners from outside the genre. Their appeal was infectious. And to add to that, I say that all of those things mixed with their defiant nature, the power of the protest and the way that they actually and fearlessly use their platform, something that is so rare. For me, this is why they are my all time fave. Wow. They're brave. And I say that not in a patronizing way. If they were, if we were shopping for friends, like if we were at the bar and we were looking for people to hang out with, we would be gravitated toward people like that immediately, I think. Exactly. Like you and I both. And obviously so many other people because they're still, they're still around and like there are people who are still loyal and whatever. If people want to boycott something because they don't agree with their politics or their opinions or whatever, fine. I mean, like you do you live your best life. Who cares? I'm not going to stop listening. Just like I'm not going to stop listening to songs that I enjoy because I don't like what the person is or who he or she was because I'm able to separate those things. Now, be careful, right. like when you're buying their albums and funding them and stuff. But uh, exactly. Get it illegally if it's bad. That's, that's right. If <laughs> yeah. they're bad people, then pirate it. That's our official statement. Just pirate it. <laughs> so speaking of which, I did that for the I didn't pirate it, but I watched somebody pirate it. Uh that fight. Did you watch that fight? Oh yeah. I saw. The <laughs> ah! uh, uh uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can see the ad at the top of my Mayweather, TV. Yep. Logan Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well that's like sixty dollars. Oh my god, insane. And then no winner and nothing happened. I watched this guy, all he did was he like put it on his TikTok live and he reversed it. So he wasn't technically, you know. And he was so fucking stoned. And it was it was so, it was glorious. So fun. I don't good. know how we got there. And I'm sorry. Good on principle that you didn't pay for it. <laughs> right. That's how we got there. Yeah. And that day I also bought three Old Chicks albums. So royalty. Yeah. Support the people you agree with. Don't support the people you don't. And steal like, from everyone else. Still listen or watch their shit. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's that on that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the show. That's that on that. <laughs> We're going to have a second show. Hot takes. That's that on that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. I, I learned a lot, honey. This was a good one. And it, we everybody needs to be reminded of the chicks and go go listen to their music. And then, like, especially oh, their, so I bad. mean, their old stuff, certainly. But listen to their new stuff, too. And if you like it, then support them. Like, just support them by listening to them. Um, you know, because it's all right. It's all right to have an eclectic taste. It's all right to like things that are contradictory to other things. Like, you're allowed to enjoy what they're creating their artists making art and you don't have to stand up with their politics or you can and really support them it's up to you just that's right just fucking enjoy and calm down <laughs> calm the fuck down and it's good music You'll it like is good it. music it's so very it good shot. they know what they're doing what's your like if like first song that whenever you whenever they come up what's the first song you think of cowboy take me away uh well when you said it it was cowboy take me away but i'd say the next one that pops right into my head instantaneously is wide open spaces spaces yeah, yeah. but yeah also so really good. good yeah uh praise the lord and pass the ammunition one of my favorite <laughs> lyrics um sin wagon oh ready to run ready to run oh yep that's a great yeah. one i mean great one 
Uh, we're just going to make you a playlist. And, um, we'll make you a mixtape. Also, Kendall is living half of their songs. Uh, he has <laughs> run away. And, um, <laughs> and I'm not ready to make nice And he's either. not ready to make nice. There's no Earl yet. But, you know, to be determined, he's out in the countryside. <laughs> yeah, there's three Earls. You just don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Follow us on Facebook, please. Rate us, please. Keep listening. Um, and that's it for this episode. Kendall, is that... Uh, it, it, did I sum it up okay? That's it. All right. Yeah, perfect. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye.